Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. I think Jess is with us. He's just not on video, but he'll be coming on on audio. Folks, I'm in. Oh, I'm here. You are there, Jess. Good. Jesse, yeah. I, I, you know, what I'm laughing about is today's a Friday. Usually you're in an airplane with Anita flying somewhere in the world to preach <laughs> yeah. the gospel. So thanks be to God. You, at least if you got something that's local, not not out of the out of the Exactly. Street. Yeah. So God love you. There you, you go. Jess, today we've got something that I think is very important. I mentioned it yesterday. What American bishops can learn from African pushback against the LGBT propaganda? I, I'm really impressed with the African church. This is the church in, in the whole world that's still growing. Yeah, there's a reason for that. They haven't been infected by the LGBT and the woke culture like we have. All right, we're also going to talk about the Supreme Court coming along with some LGBT uh, decisions that are going to affect our kids. And so we want to talk about that. And then... I loved ending the show with the seven sorrows of Mary and the promises to those who meditate upon them daily. Powerful stuff. Hey, Jess, before we go on, I have one interesting note today. Uh, you know, we call it the uh, need-to-know file. There's an Archbishop, Wolfgang Haas. I've known about this man for years. He was uh, brought into being the bishop back in 1988, and he's really, really solidly orthodox. He, he has... Uh, the Fraternity of St. Peter, ordinations for the traditional Mass. Uh, he's been able to stop uh, the LGBT coming in with having uh, Catholic events. He cancels those and says, no, you can't do that. And so he's had a very uh, worthy uh, career uh, proclaiming the truths of the gospel. He just turned 75 years of age, and the Holy Father, Holy See, decided the day after that, he's done, because he wouldn't even participate in the Senate, because he said, this is not what we traditionally call a Senate. We got bishops, we got lay people. So he's he's very uh, straightforward. But here's the kicker. He just turned 75, so he's done as the bishop. They put a very, very progressive bishop to replace him. And my thought mm. first when I read this was, boy, I bet the Holy See wishes that Bishop Strickland was 75 years of age, not 65. <laughs> so anyhow, Brother Jess, that's what came to my mind. You got How about you, buddy? Any need-to-know file lists? Yeah, a few things, Terry. Uh, number one, Notre Dame yeah. is <laughs> going to host a drag show. The University oh, of Notre oh. Dame is now teaching a course. They're, they're teaching oh, a believe. course on drag, which will culminate this November oh, in a symposium on efforts to ban drag. The Irish Rover reports the Rover spoke with a professor who confirmed that at the end of the symposium, oh. there will be a drag performance. Horrible. Uh, next, uh, and we'll be doing this more in the third uh, the third segment, yeah. Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, yes. where it commemorates the seven sorrows which Our Lady lived in relation to her son, Jesus Christ, as recorded in the Gospels or tradition. And so in the fourth segment, we're going to invite people to reflect on Mary's deep suffering for us. Uh, also, uh, the liberals are outraged after a school board in California votes to allow only the state and U.S. flags to fly over schools. <laughs> so the school board in, in Sunnel, S-U-N-O-L, Glen School Unified School District in California has yeah. voted to allow only the state flag and the U.S. flag to fly over school buildings. This has outraged many people on the left. Liberals obviously want to be able to fly the LGBT pride <laughs> flag and the BLM flags at school buildings. Push and back, this baby. Yeah, and this measure would prevent that. I love it. This is an example of what can be done when parents retake control Amen. of their local schools. And finally, 
Can you believe this? A leaked video, a leaked, a leaked training video from the Veterans Affairs not only promotes abortion, we're finding out, but it also ch- suggests in this U.S. military uh, Veterans Affairs video, yeah. it also suggests that men can get, can get pregnant. <laughs> and this news comes just days after General Mark Milley, he insisted that the U.S. military is not woke. Yeah, right. Well, if if uh, if if General Mark Milley watches this video, he probably endorsed it. Uh, what would he call this video if nothing other than woke? Unbelievable. That's all I got. Jesse, that's why we need, as, as Padre Peel always says, don't spend your energies on things that generate worry, anxiety, and anguish. Only one thing is necessary. I keep telling people, focus on your holiness and everything else falls in place. Because when you look at what's going on in the church, you can get depressed and even want to leave the church. No, 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 no. Knuckle down, get down and say, look, I'm going to be living a life of centered on Jesus Christ. And if they want to do that, that's their issue. But I want to pray for their conversion. That's the attitude we should have. Jess, anything before we get to the gospel? Oh, hey, one more quick question, Jess. Yes. I don't want to do the gospel. Can we do the first reading? Oh, the first reading. I love that. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and we might take lo- the whole hour on this one. Go ahead. <laughs> Just joking. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Amen. A letter from uh, the first letter of St. Timothy, of St. Paul to Timothy, yeah. chapter 6, verse 2 and following. Beloved, teach and urge these things. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the religious teaching is conceited, understanding nothing, and has a morbid disposition for argument and verbal disputes. Let me just comment on that sentence. So St. Paul said to Timothy, an apostle to a bishop, that whoever doesn't agree with the sound words of Jesus Christ uh, uh, has is, is conceited and all these other things. There are 14 pro-LGBT bishops in the United States. Yep. I hope today when they celebrated Holy Mass that they took the first reading to heart and they renounced their pro-LGBT position. My bishop being one of them, Bishop John Dolan. And by the way, somebody just emailed me yesterday. There's a group of concerned Phoenix Catholics that put up a website and I found it quite, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's called bishopjohnpdolanwatch.com. Bishopjohnpdolanwatch.com is put out by concerned Catholics of the Phoenix Diocese and it basically is calling him to fidelity. Right. It's pointing out things that he's done in the past that are woke, that are, you know, consistent with modernism. And uh, the, the, the concerned citizens here in the Phoenix Diocese are calling him to fidelity. And they're showing him where in the catechism he's wrong. And so I think this is a good thing, Terry, that people around the country should probably do this uh, in every diocese yep. if the bishop is doing And this is based on the first reading today. It exactly. says... From these come envy, rivalry, insults, evil suspicions, and mutual friction among people with corrupted minds who are deprived of the truth, supposing religion to be a means of gain. Yep. Uh, like a G- German bishops, yes, bishops. Yes, wealthy too. It's just, it's just a means of gain. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, doesn't have, it has nothing to do with the salvation of the soul. Nope. Supposing religion to be a means of gain, like modernist bishops, indeed religion with contentment is a great pain. For we brought nothing into the world, just as we will not be able to take anything out of it. If we have food and clothing, we shall be content with that. 
Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and into a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evil, and some people in their desire for it have strayed from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. But you, man of God, avoid all of this. Instead, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's our marching orders, that last paragraph, Jesse. Yeah, the last paragraph says it all. It does, it does. It says, I want to repeat it, but you, man of God, avoid all of this. Instead, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made that noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. We make that pre- make, we make that commitment once a year, you know, during Holy Week when we renew our vows, our, our baptism vows. This is what we need to be focusing on, folks, eternal life. And so thank you, Jesse, for that great commentary. Terry, and also th- this in context, yes, this yes. is an apostle who's a bishop. Yep. Uh, is telling Timothy, who he just made a bishop in mm-hmm. Crete, mm-hmm. he's telling him what he expects or what the Lord expects from us uh, as as bishops. That's right. And and so every single bishop in Belgium, Africa, Buenos yep. Aires, everywhere, all the modernists, uh, you know, in this country, they need to really take heed to today's first reading because it tells them what God expects to them as the office of a bishop. And where they get sidetracked, it's right in in this passage, uh, the the paragraph above. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation, uh, and the love of money is the root of all evil. And you'll see that, Terry, yep. people like Cardinal uh, McCarrick, yep. this guy was a There's very a wealthy staff. man. In fact, in fact, when he was defrocked, Terry, when he was let go, <laughs> this is he, just, he just said, I don't, hey, by the way, I don't, need, I don't need a paycheck. I don't need retirement. Don't, wor- don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, because he's a filthy millionaire because he ripped people off using his power. Uh, same thing happens over in Rome, Terry. A lot yeah. of people in the Roman Curia are very rich. Yeah. Uh, a lot of German bishops are very rich. This this is what the devil used to sidetrack a bishop and take him from a from a life of orthodoxy to a life of heterodoxy. Well said. And I'm going to bring Sheen in because he's going to make a similar comment. Let's ahead. Here's what Sheen says: Almost everyone, including bishops today, want religion. But everyone wants a religion that doesn't cost too much. Mm. That is why Christianity has been watered down to suit the modern mind. Mind, And this is why, uh, starting October 4th, they're starting the Senate. I would encourage people to listen to Father, um, Father Murray on EWTN's Raymond Royal show. Outstanding prep for the upcoming yes. Senate so we can all be praying for their conversion. Yeah, I said it because you know what? It's true. Stay with us, family. We come back. What American bishops can learn from the African pushback against the LGBT propaganda? Thank you, bishops in Africa. Very inspirational. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Believe it or not, Friday. Jess is at home for a change, 
preaching yeah. the word in, in uh, Arizona. Hey, Jess, this article that I, I shared with you the other day about what American bishops can learn from African pushback against the LGBT propaganda, uh, I think the reading of today's uh, epistle ties right into it because they stuck these the bishops. The difference is the bishops in Africa are holding to the traditions of morality and they're not being swayed by American dollars because that's what's basically happening. So let's let's get into that issue, Jess. Terry, it's exactly money. It's exactly connected with the first reading yeah. today. Yeah. The, the love of money is the root of all evil. And unfortunately, Terry, countries like ours yeah. that are run by right now bad people, we have wicked people That's running true. our country, uh, Joe Biden being Exhibit A. Yep. Uh, what they're trying to do, Terry, they're trying to spread the culture of death by financial dollars, telling telling these third world yeah. countries that are poor, saying they're dangling a carrot. They're saying, <laughs> hey, you want this money? You want this money? Yeah, yeah, yeah we want this money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just start promoting contraception, promoting the LGBT agenda, yep. start promoting transgenderism, and you'll get all these, all this money Basically because it. we, yep. yeah, that's what they're doing. Yep. So what American bishops can learn from African pushback against the LGBT propaganda? If you sell your birthright, this is, this is <laughs> Ga Ga Ghanaian bishop, yeah. Matthew uh, Gomfi. So he's a, he's a bishop of Ghana. He says, if you sell your birthright, if you sell your culture, that tradition, if you sell who you are for money, then you get the money. Who are you again? So he's basically saying, you're, you're a shell of a man. You're exactly. an empty suit. In its frenzy to compel the adoption of gender ideology, the Biden administration, fake Catholic, has published numerous executive orders and other directives. Considered together, they constitute a standing order requiring all federal policies, programs, officials, and employees to give the highest priority to abortion and LGBT uh, equality. Last April, Biden National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that the LGBTQ rights are a core part of our foreign policy. Wow. I know. Can you, can you just tell it like it is? Yeah, that's right. If you want the money, you've got to be good to the homosexuals. You've, you've, you've got to start using contraception, start uh, killing your future gosh. citizens, or no money. That's, that's America, man. I'm embarrassed to be American oh, for that gosh, statement right there. Gosh. And followed up by threatening to impose economic sanctions in, Afri in African countries that refuse to comply. So Terry just said, yeah. millions of Africans have been wearied by decades of efforts by the secular West yep. to force abortion, population control, <clears throat> and a growing multitude of sexual perversions onto the region. For the left, Sub-Saharan Africa is targeted for two reasons. It's the only continent... That still Check has a growing out. population, yeah, that's right. while at the same time having the fastest growing Catholic church it's, in the world. Can you repeat that? The fastest growing church in the world is oh. in a poor country. Hmm, isn't that interesting? I find that fascinating, Jess. Mm. What's that in tell you? In response to this ideological colonization, yeah. righteous resistance to the purveyors of the culture of death is growing ever stronger throughout yep. the continent. Yep. In response, the Biden administration has doubled down. Yep. How dare <laughs> the Africans claim that there are only two sexes. <laughs> I know. They are using U.S. taxpayer funds to Our force money. Re recipient countries oh. in Africa oh, no. to comply on pain of losing foreign foreign aid funds dedicated to health care and other basic needs. This is wicked what we're doing, Terry. In the it United is. States. And you know what it's really evil. bothers me, Jesse? That my tax dollars yeah. are going uh, to be used for this. This, this just to me is uh, reprehensible. I don't... I mean, we've got to get the 
people that are in the government in America right now, we got to vote these people out because out. they're corrupting not only our American people, but they're they're going they're they're tank they're trying to persuade not just in Africa here in America. We got sixty percent of the American bishops' budget is given by the U.S. government. Is that a problem? I think so. Mm. So last April, the Biden administration sent Vice President Kamala Harris to oh, Ghana yeah. to drive the message home. Yeah. Harris arrived in Ghana bearing gifts. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> your, your taxpayer money. Exactly. Uh, uh, Harris, Kamala Harris, showered her host, yeah. Ghanaian President Nana Akufo-Addo, with bounteous flattery, but behind her perpetually prolix prose, yes. her message was clear. Either President Akufo-Addo allows Biden and other Western leaders to import their pro-abortion, pro-sodomy programs disguised as foreign assistance, or Kamala's bribe of hundreds of millions in U.S. taxpayer dollars would disappear. A, a bribe by any other name is still a bribe. Oh, yeah. So maybe Akufo-Addo was buying it, but Ghana's Catholic bishops were definitely not. They know that behind Kamala's babbling and her cackling, there lies a White House cabal of ruthless Obama veterans like John Kirby running the country. The bishops are also aware that Harris's empty palaver serves merely as cover for Biden's prime mandate for Africa to shove his satanic agenda down the throats of pro-family Africans throughout the continent by paying off their corrupt politicians. Jesse, that last statement, let's justify that. That's a strong statement. Yeah. The satanic agenda. Why is this a satanic agenda, Jess? Why don't you explain that? Simple, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, the uh, the issue of abortion is the killing of an innocent human life. Yep. Well, who is uh, who is the murderer from the very beginning, the according devil, to our course. Lord Jesus Christ? John chapter 8, 44. Yep. Yep. The devil. And what's the devil, his program? John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There you go. And so he's an he's a murderer and he's a he's a, he's a killer and this is exactly what abortion is. Also, the this whole transgender agenda. Yes, this is diabolic because this goes directly against God's plan and design. That's right for the human person in the book of Genesis when God made them male and female. He made two genders in the beginning with different chromosomes, and guess what? Uh, the, the the book of Genesis, nor, nor does any other book in Christianity, do we recognize 50 genders. There's only two. So anybody that tries to say there's 50 genders, they're basically, uh, you know, they're basically, uh, uh, they're basically telling God to his face, you're wrong. Jesse, this has been an, uh, a problem for thousands of years, man trying to play God. Mm. Okay, and we've got yeah. this going on right now. Jess, what about uh, this interview with Catholic Trans Bishop Matthew Kamavi, the president of Gahana's Catholic Bishops Conference, explains why uh, they should throw Biden's bribes back to Kamala Harris's face, accepting aid from the U.S. government with any LGBT condition would simply amount to the government selling out the country's birthright. I can't say it any clearer. I think these guys are thinking straight, these bishops in Africa, African Bishops, they, what do they have different? You know what I think? Well, I'm asking the question. You know what I think the difference is between the African bishops and American bishops? I think this, Jesse. They have a supernatural view of life, and they see life in the perspective of 2,000 years of history. And what I think the American bishops, and generally, and I'm not saying every one of them, but when we start taking money from the government and compromising our morals, we've lost our faith. That's my take.
Um, you're absolutely right. The love of money is the root of all evil. The African, the African bishops, they're not awash in money. The U.S. Nope. bishops are. The That's German right. bishops are. Yep. The Belgian bishops are. And so this is why when the church starts getting... Uh, you know, too close to the government. You got it. Uh, the church always loses. I think it was G.K. Ch Chesterton says, when the church marries the spirit of this age, <laughs> the church always ends up divorced. That's that's a that's that is G.K. Chesterton at his best, yeah. and that's what's happening. And Jesse, again, we need to pray for our bishops that they'll have the tenacity and the faith and the supernatural view to stand up for the moral teachings of the church. And not be bullied by any government. That's my prayer. And Terry, uh, a good example of that is, again, some people here in the Phoenix Diocese, some, yeah. some concerned Catholics, they put up a website. It's called bishopjohnpdolanwatch.com. And I think this would be a good template to go around the country yeah. for good faithful Catholics. Yeah. If you have a bishop that you know is pro-LGBT and is a modernist, yep. um, put a website and let them know, hey, we're watching you. And here are some of the things that you've done that are wrong. Here's what the catechism says. Here's what the Bible says. In other words, offer fraternal correction. Whoever put this website up in Phoenix area, it's done. It's done tastefully. Yeah. Uh, it's it. They it's put the charity. catechism. Yeah. It is. By, yeah. They, in fact, the people that put the website up, they call it fraternal correction. Well, that's what. I'm, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. And they're quoting Canon two twelve. So I think what do it right. What, yeah, I, I think this bishop uh, John P Dolanwatch.com can be a template for around the world for every single bishop letting them know hey we're watching you please be a spiritual father to us please teach govern and sanctify us according to the deposit of faith what, what richard our engineer i love his his little text to us while we're on the air he says you guys need to emphasize that the u.s government is using fear intimidation extortion to force nations to accept our u.s yep. perversions Amen. richard you nailed it and that's exactly why we have to stand up and say no. And then, and again, pray for our leaders in our church because I get it, Jesse. Think about the funding of the Bishops' Conference in America when 60% of the funding, the money is coming from the government. I watched it on, on YouTube, one of the proceedings, and they said, gentlemen, we got to be careful we don't offend the government because you, we got to remember 60% of the money coming in comes from Uncle Sam. So let's be careful on how we criticize the government. You see, there's a conflict here. And the conflict is money, uh, love, like you said in the Bible this morning, the love of money is the root of all evil. We have to be able to say, I'm not going to be bought to compromise on my faith. Because at our exit interview, that's a question that's going to come up and say, Hey, Terry, Jesse, whoever it is, you know that... Compromise you gave, and they gave you some money to do that. That's that. That's uh. That's a sinful thing you did there. And that's I think right. that we have to call them out out of charity. And I think what you're doing in Phoenix is a model for the rest of the country. Terry, the last pair, the last section of the paragraph says, "Turn it down." Who are you again? That's that's a question Americans need to ask our own yeah, bish exactly. Catholic bishops. This is a very, very serious issue. It's the base of our culture, of our family, yep. of our tradition, of who we are. Said Bishop Gayamfi. Isn't that true of American Catholic culture and tradition as well? And oh, yet, sure. in the last half century and more, American Catholic bishops have traveled two perilous, but but two perilous but parallel paths. Exactly. On the one hand, especially since the days of Linda B. Johnson's Great Society, <laughs> they've become increasingly dependent on a wide variety variety of federal government funding programs. Today, they rely on billions in yeah. taxpayer funding for the operation of their secular subsidiaries. 
like uh, immigration, exactly, social Jesse. justice, refugee programs. On the other hand, during the same 60 years or so, they have become increasingly silent on the church's fundamental moral teaching it. and its endless lobbying for countless federal programs on Biden's political agenda. The Bishop's Conference has never publicly opposed fa- taxpayer, federal taxpayer funding of contraception in either domestic or foreign or aid programs. So sad. In fact... They support full funding of foreign aid family planning programs that include contraception and abortion. It's scandalous. Shameful. Exactly, Jesse. Call them out because you know what? It's the truth. And and out of love, I want... Can you imagine going to your exit interview as a successor of the apostle and saying, yeah, I funded that uh, contraception program. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Are you kidding me? Jesse, I hear the music. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Terry, all I could could say is U.S. bishops and German bishops, listen to Bishop Gayanfi, who says, turn the money down. Turn it down. And remember, follow the money for the problems in the church. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse, uh, we've got lots of bills coming through, lots of uh, uh, decisions that need to be made regarding the Supreme Court with uh, you know this pro-LGBT groups. They're organizing them all over, and there's a big pushback. Can you let? Can you set the stage for this, please? Absolutely. The most controversial mm-hmm. aspects of the LGBTQ movement will likely come before the Supreme Court in the coming session as circuit courts have been handing down conflicting rulings on parental rights and the protection of children. So it's without a doubt the Supreme Court's going to have to step in yes. because we're, we're getting different rulings right. around the country that conflict with each other. In the past two years, a growing number of states have put legislation to place, in place to protect children from gender ideology. At least t- 22 states have, have adopted sports restrictions, through enforce, though enforcement has been put on hold by courts in three of them. Uh, as, uh, these states are banding together to protect children from experimental treatments that could forever change their lives. At least five states have already placed parameters on how state-funded schools can approach so-called gender identity and sexual behavior within the younger grades. In Indiana, Arkansas, and Kentucky... Pro-LGBTQ groups organized to put a hold on the bans. If a legal challenge is open before a law is fully implemented, the legislation in question is often put on hold. In all three states, the move was successful, and the bills that would have protected children were struck down. The ongoing controversy surrounding the LGBTQ agenda are not just about hormone treatments and genital surgeries. Other states are permitting child abuse, and potential sexual crimes to continue. In Wisconsin, a judge overruled the school district's policy against boys entering girls' bathrooms in the name of transgender inclusion. God bless him. Yep. In direct conflict with these courts, however, a two-to-one Sixth Circuit Court decision in early July upheld Tennessee's child protective law despite ongoing appeals. Alabama was holding off on enforcing its own law 
due to lawsuits. However, in August, a three-judge panel from the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals stated the holdup had been an error. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall called the ruling a significant victory for our country, for children, and for common sense. Jesse, before you continue, have you noticed anything about these states that are trying to stop the uh, LGBT that... Uh, it's really kind of interesting. I noticed all those states are being run by Republicans. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Terry, absolutely. Oh, hey, we've got Barbara calling in. After, Richard, we've got Barbara calling in for the conference with Bishop Strickland. Can you make sure you take that call? Let, continue on, Jess. The 11th Circuit reinforced that the state has the authority to safeguard the physical and psychological well-being of minors. Absent a constitutional mandate to the contrary, these types of issues are quintessentially the sort that our system of government reserves to legislative, not judicial action. Judge Barga, Barbara Lagoa wrote for the majority, In Texas, five families claiming their children are transgender joined with several doctors to bring a lawsuit against a child protective law that went into effect on se- September 1st in Texas. The effort to prevent the legislation from going into effect was dismissed and the new law, known as Senate Bill 14, SB 14, now protects children from genital surgeries and trans-hormone treatments uh, in Texas. The law is, being, is law is being appealed, and Judge Maria Cantu Hexel believes that SB 14 will be overturned after a lawsuit scheduled for next Monday. Uh, and finally, the importance of these court decisions cannot be overstated. That's for sure. If enough courts pass child protection laws and LGBTQ groups continue to challenge them, the contested issues at the center of the related legal battles will have to seek will have to seek resolution in a Supreme Court decision. Most civilized societies protect young children from the mutilation and sterilization associated with gender dysphoria. Uh, the this uh, Catholic vote reports that this this lower court split could soon allow the U.S. To protect children from these deadly crusades against them once and for all. We hope so. That's what we're praying for. We've yes. got a Barbara calling in, who's a good friend of mine, who's putting on a big event with Bishop Joseph Strickland, Father Don Calloway, Father Frank Pavone, and others. Barbara, are you there? I am. Oh, Hi, Jerry. Hi, Jesse. How are you doing today? <laughs> we're blessed by the best, Barbara. Amen. Yes. Tell us a little bit how people can still come to this October 7th event. And tell us what well, why should why, why should they come? Well, number one, yes. we have America's bishop, <laughs> Bishop Joseph Strickland, and I would now like to say yes. that Bishop Strickland is going to be celebrating the mass at the conference. Excellent. So we are besides ecstatic yeah. to hear that. Yes, yes, and uh, and no, he is not bowing out d- despite all the controversy, <laughs> despite all the struggles he's going. Yeah. He is going to be there. Everything's been fully confirmed. Good. And we can't wait. We're so excited. And how can people come? What's the phone number they call? Okay, 951-319-0927. Let's repeat it. 951-319-0927. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Good one. Yes. And Barb, you got you got plenty of room right now for people, so don't hesitate, folks, to call now because I can't guarantee that you will have room later. So this is something they need to do now. Yes. Sad to say, our people have a tendency to procrastinate. Can we be polite about yeah, it? Yeah, really. And yeah, but uh, we have a, a phenomenal, phenomenal lineup. The best oh, yeah. speakers in the country right now, Absolutely. Father Don Calloway. Yes. Uh, we're not supposed to call him Father. I, Bum, I do. 
everybody still does. Yep. <laughs> Including priests, by the way. I know. And Father John Struso. We have fantastic professional singers. Yes. Fantastic movement. And, and somebody else, wait a second, I know there's another person I know that's going to be there. <laughs> Is he oh, bald-headed and old? Are you heard of him? <laughs> yeah. That's me. I'll be there. And folks, I want you to come to this event because I'll tell you why. Every time I go to Barbara's events, I get empowered by meeting people there that are lifetime friends. This is another benefit of going to these conferences. Sometimes you think, am I the only one who thinks like this? Right. No. Yeah. And this is why it's important to call right now, 951-319-0927. Barbara, final thoughts about the conference. And uh, again, um, I, I just, I'm excited. It's coming up quickly. Any final yeah. thoughts about why people should do this now? We have a lot of turmoil in this country right yeah. now. Amen. And we need encouragement that Jesus has not left us. Yeah. We have to realize it's about time we face a little reality here, get on our knees, pray our rosaries every day, and trust our Lord Jesus. Amen. He's got Amen. this. He's well, got this through the good times and bad. He's there with us. Amen, Barbara. Amen. Hey, and folks, He's I want everybody to know that I did a show with Barbara telling her own personal testimony, why she's so much in love with Jesus Christ. Uh, if you go to our website, vmpr.org, and go to one of the podcasts, with uh, Barbara just has a, an incredible story, and you can hear it in her voice. This woman loves Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, and she's willing to uh, sacrifice. This woman, when you meet her at the conference, you're going to say, man, she's, she's got more energy than you do, Terry. I said, yeah, I know. And she... So, Barbara, I want to thank you for your sacrifice that you're making to put this conference on every year, okay? It's it's for Jesus. It's for it's Amen. For Lord. It's everything for him. He's everything Amen. in our life. You got it, Barbara. Number one. Amen. Number one. Thanks Always. again. I want to make one more comment. Call 951. You talk to Barbara. 951-319-0927. And, Barb, thanks for taking the time to call in and talk about this conference because it's important. Absolutely. God bless you both. You're putting Thanks. on the most fantastic show there is. We don't, <laughs> I don't know what we would do without you. You're right. awesome. God so, love you, Barb. I, okay, God bless Thanks. you, Terry. Hey, Jesse, you, you've met a lot of women that are on fire for the Lord. Oh, yeah. But this Barbara lady, I mean, I've known her for years. She's as fiery as they come, man. She just will do whatever we can to help spread the Catholic faith. And I want to thank her publicly on the air because... You know, there's a lot of people who are, like, scared to put on events because, yeah, these economics are tough, but she just keeps doing it once a year. She brings the best speakers coming into Southern California, and I just want to commend her for that. We need a million barbers out there, a million in every diocese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesse, to wrap this thing up about the LGBT, it seems to me that, you know, common sense isn't that common right now when it comes to our, our children. But i I got to say this. The LGBT, I don't think we would ever have gotten to this point if we didn't take abortion and killing unborn babies and then saying that, okay, babies don't have any rights. It seems to me that there's a connection that once you start killing the unborn babies uh, in the mother's womb, then anything else can go. And one of these things is, is uh, LGBT, the promotion that uh, God made a mistake when he made a man or made a woman. And this idea that we become gods and we decide on what's right and what's wrong. It seems to me that that's all tied into uh, the killing of innocent life. Am I onto something? Yeah, Terry. And the media, what they've done is they've they've baked this in the minds of Americans that this is normal. Yeah, normal. I'll, you, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you because 
you know, early on, yeah. there was, you know, Bruce Jenner, oh, who's, who, who's transitioned. Yeah. He's always on the media. Yeah. Uh, then you got a high-profile person like Dr. Rachel Levine. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these guys are men that think they're women, but they're always in the news. They're always on magazines. They're on cover articles. And so what it does, it brainwashes people to think, well, this is normal. That, you know, it's all over the media. They're on magazines, they're on radio shows, they're on right. television. Right. They must, you know, this must be normal. Father Gabriel Amorth, rest in peace, before he died in 2016 in an interview, he, he says, the devil wants to confuse children yep. about gender. Wow. Think about that. Wow. The top exorcist of the 20th century says the devil wants to confuse children about gender. And the catechism of the Catholic Church tells us the way the devil spreads his lies around, his, his, de- his right. deception, his lies. He spreads it in, in paragraph 407 through political structures, political structures like politics, education, morality, and social action. So the devil uses like people like Planned Parenthood, you know, Playboy, Penthouse, yes. uh, the, the, the BLM, Antifa. Uh, the transgender movement, the LGBTQ movement. He uses these social structures of sin to spread around the culture of death. That's the way he does it, Terry. Yep, that's it. He's been doing it for a long time, and he does it well. Yeah. All right, folks, when we come back, we're going to be talking about a beautiful topic, the seven sorrows of Mary and the promises to those who meditate upon them daily. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Wow, Je- Jesse, this is unbelievable. You're ta- you got this from Church Pop, the seven sorrows of Mary, yeah. the promises of those who meditate upon them daily. This is important. Let's get into this. Yeah. Terry, I got a 30-second video that I want to show before I do the oh, Seven Stars right. of Mary. Saw, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I want to see if... Uh, if yep. Yeah, Texas, uh, Texas Attorney that. General oh, that's powerful. Ken Paxton yeah, let's do it. tells Tucker Carlson that he was delivered from impeachment <laughs> yeah, trial through Jesus Christ. Oh, public only, witness. It's only 30 seconds. Yeah, that's great. Let's M- do Ms. it. Yeah, Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? Thank you. On your acquittal. Uh, but I'm fascinated by the fact that you were impeached in the first place. How did this happen? First of all, let me just say, it was, as you've read through this, very complicated. It, it is complicated, it was, yes. It was, it, was, it was crazy, but I truly believe it became very political. And I am sitting here because of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I was delivered because it wasn't just about the law. It became political completely, and I didn't know how it was going to turn out on the political side. <laughs> That's taking your, your faith to the streets, Jess. Yeah, Terry, the, you got the rhinos and the Democrats, the, the uniparty that wants to get Ken, Attorney General Ken Paxton out of office because he's a good, solid, uh, conservative, oh, patriotic yeah. attorney general. And so uh, he was sitting down with Tucker Carlson, uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, in yeah. his first interview since being acquitted, okay, yep. completely acquitted of all charges. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he awesome. was, uh, yeah, they, they brought up 16 articles of impeachment against him. Tucker Carlson opened up the, this interview by saying, uh, quote, I'm fascinated by the fact that you were impeached in the first place. How did this happen? Yeah. Uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton replied. He says, first of all, let me say uh, he wasn't bitter or anything. You know, he says, as you read as you read through this through this, it's very complicated. It's crazy. 
I truly believe it became very political. He continued saying, I am sitting here because my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and uh, Jesus Christ, uh, and I was delivered. And so he didn't talk about, he didn't talk about politics initially. He says why he was spared and delivered because of Jesus Christ. That's a public witness right there, Terry. I agree. And we need more people willing to do that. This is why our faith has been watered down is because people of faith have kept their, their, their lips quiet. We need to speak out. Thank you, Jess, for getting that clip. Yep. So the seven sorrows of Mary and the promises of those who meditate upon them daily. Yes. Remember, this is the month of the seven sorrows of Mary. Good time. And so we still have about, you know, a couple of days left. Uh, try to pray it every day. Pray it every day till the end of the month. Yeah. And, and, and it, it can become habituated in your soul. Mm. Uh, the tears shed for my passion are dear to me. But loving with so great love, my mother Mary, the meditation of the Dolores, which she suffered at my death, is more dear to me. Wow. So these these were uh, words of our Lord. Yes. Uh, yeah. To uh, to the blessed to to uh, uh, to St. Bridget of Sweden. The church dedicates the, the entire month of September to Our Lady of Sorrows and celebrates her feast on September 15th, immediately following the feast of the exaltation of the cross. Mary presented several promises to St. Bridget of Sweden to those who devote themselves to the seven sorrows of your Immaculate Heart. And let's go through what they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. So let's take a look at, first let's take a look at her heart's sorrows. Yeah. Mary's seven sorrows as presented in Scripture. What's the first one, Terry? The prophecy of Simeon, Luke chapter 2, verse 34 to 35. Number two, the flight into Egypt, Matthew oh. chapter 2, verses 13 to 21. Number three, the loss of Jesus for three days, Luke chapter 2, verse 41 to 50. Number four, fourth meditation, the carrying of the cross, oh, yeah. John chapter 19, verse 17. Number five, the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John 19, 18 to 30. Number six, Jesus taken down from the cross. John chapter 19, verses 39 to 40. And number seven, Jesus laid in the tomb. John 19, 39 to 42. A lot of these, Terry, a lot of these overlap with the sorrowful mystery. Of course mystery they do. Yeah. They, they should. Over, yeah, they yeah. overlap. So Jesus treasures the soul yeah. who meditates on Our Lady Seven Sorrows. In his book, The Glories of Mary, St. Alphonsus Liguori said Jesus revealed to Blessed Veronica Binasco, quote, that he takes more pleasure, as it were, in seeing his mother compassionated than himself, for thus he addresses her. Here's what he says. Doesn't that make sense, Jesse, to think about our mother? Come on, go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's more concerned exactly. with her be, yeah, being consoled than, than himself. Mm -hmm. He says, my daughter, the tears shed for my passion are dear to me. But loving with so great love, my mother, Mary, the meditation of the Dolores, which means sorrow, which she suffered at my death, is more dear to Oh, my me. gosh. Wow. That's powerful, Jesse. St. Alphonsus said the graces are very great, which Jesus promises to those who are devoted to the Dolores or the sorrows of Mary. Hit those Terry, four promises. Number one, Jess. We got a little time. Go ahead. Number number one. Yep. That, that those who invoke the divine, divine mother by our sorrows yes. before death will merit to obtain true repentance of all their sins. What a promise. Sign me what up. What a promise. Sign me yeah. up. Number two, that he will protect such... In their tribulations, especially at the hour of their death, sign me up. Number, Number three. three, that our Lord will impress upon them the memory of his passion and that they shall have the reward, if they were, they'll have the reward for it in heaven. Number four, 
that he will commit such devout servants to the hands of Mary that she may dispose of them according to her pleasure and obtain for them all the graces she desires? Sign me up! Yep, the Virgin Mary also presented her own promises to St. Bridget of Sweden for those who devote themselves to, the sor- to her sorrowful heart. Mary asked that the devotee pl- pray one Hail Mary in honor of each sorrow. So Mary's seven promises was number one, uh, I will grant peace to their families. Wow, number two, they will be enlightened about divine mysteries. Number three, I will console them in their pains and I will accompany them in their work. Number four, I will give them as much as they ask for as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine son or the sanctification of their souls. Number five, I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their life. Number six, I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. Wow. They will see the face of their mother. Sign me up, Jess. Yeah, five and six are powerful. She'll protect (laughs) us from the devil as we're dying, and and, and she'll appear to us. Can you imagine, as you're dying, having the holy face of Mary? get me excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what a way to go. Number seven, for I have, I have obtained this grace from my divine son, Our Lady says, that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and my sorrows will be taken directly from this earth, from this earthly life to eternal happiness, since all their sins will be forgiven and my son will be their eternal consolation and joy. Now, Terry, as I read this, I'll, I'll have, I'm going to have to ask a, 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 maybe somebody yeah. who's an expert in Mariology. Sure. But as I read this, yes. it says, uh, this devotion to my tears and sorrows will sorrows will be taken directly from this earthly life to eternal happiness since all their sins will be forgiven to me it sounds like the seventh sorrow the seventh promise of our lady is that the soul will bypass purgatory that's what it sounds to me i'm going to verify we have verify because that's what it sounds like to me too jesse and you know saint alphonsus Liguori's books have been around for a lot of time and what's interesting right now you can download it on the internet uh, the glories of Mary, but I would encourage anyone to purchase books by Saint Alphonsus. They become a top seller on on the book selling list now, and I, I think that just goes to show you, Jesse. People are looking for traditional answers to the faith, and they're going to the doctors of the faith. Absolutely, um, Terry. And also something interesting. Tell me, is uh, Father Chad Ripperger? That's the name of his order. Mm-hmm. His order is called the De- Deloren Fathers. Father Chad Ripperger was an FSSP priest uh, for, for many years. And a few years ago, he left the FFSP in good standing to start his own order of Latin Mass priests that all they do is exorcism. They're called the Deloren Fathers. And uh, Our Lady of Sorrows is is basically the, the, the person that they... Uh, uh, that, that they that their spirituality spirituality revolves around Our Lady of Sorrows, the Deloren Fathers, and so uh, you'll you'll find everything that Father Ripperger talks about in spiritual warfare. He's always including Our Lady of Sorrows. This is huge, and that title is very powerful. Jesse, let me just yes. uh, Richard just told me my wife is in the studio A, ready for the Bible with the Barbers. Mary Danielle, yes. tell us what you're going to be going on, and I want to imp- encourage people to get our app to listen to the show. You had a minute. Yeah. Foundation of truth. Say that one more time. Your mic wasn't on. Say it again. Oh, well, excuse me. My mic's on now. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. <laughs> My lips were moving, but there was yeah. no sound coming out. Yeah. We want to talk about the pillar and foundation of the tr- of truth. Okay. Which is 
and we'll find out if you listen well, to the show. Well, that's a teaser. I love yeah. it. Okay, yeah. folks, the way to listen to that show, if you can't get it on your station, is download our free app, vmpr.org's website, and get it that way. Mary Danielle, we're just talking about Our Lady of Sorrows. Jess, let's wrap this up. What, give us some, because I here's the point. That title, Exorcist tell us, especially Father Chad, yeah. that the devil, uh, he can't stand that title when they invoke that title in an exorcism. Is that a fair statement? Yes, uh, and and uh, and he's because the devil can't. I'll tell you why. Father Ripper explains that the devil doesn't understand. Demons can't understand redemptive suffering. There you go. Yeah, it's it's it's. They don't have a body first of all, right? And then they're saying, how can fallen nature, these human beings that we can tempt, how is it that they you can they can use their body in suffering uh, as as a power as a form of prayer and in spiritual warfare, even to drive demons away. And so the whole the whole issue of suffering, redemptive suffering, if something that, that causes demons causes them confusion, yeah, uh, they they just can't understand. In, in, in fact, uh, I forget which saint said that there's the the, the angels. Now we're talking about the good guys. It yeah. says there's only two things that the angels uh, envy about human beings. Oh yeah, number one is that they can receive Holy Communion, and they can't. Right. And number two, that we can suffer and unite it to Christ, and they can't. Yep, I, I don't know who said that, but I've read that same thing. Yeah, wow. so, the, so, so the demon's quite the opposite. They, they know that we can use our human body to, to suffer and make reparation and atonement for our sins and the sins of others, and that causes them great pain. Well, guess who? The greatest person to align her sufferings with our Lord was Our Lady of Sorrows, his mom. Yes. And so just her image, that devotion, those prayers, it causes demons immense torture because she can use her mind and body united to her son to suffer uh, for us in atonement for our sins and reparation for our sins. And just to give a plug, U.S. Grace Force, I saw it, has an interview with Father Chad Ripperger on that same topic. So you might want to check that out. Jess Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Last time I checked, we need to be living in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying. Pray your rosary every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Read the daily Mass readings. Add penance, fasting to your spiritual life. And remember, go to confession at least once a month to remain in a state of grace. Wow. Remember, this is Our Lady of Fatima's message that souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. This is called redemptive suffering. Yes, we can unite our sufferings with the salvific power of Jesus Christ on the cross. Give it all to him. Let's apply it to our bishops, to our friends, to those who are in need of prayer. And I want to ask you to do that like I can on a Friday. It's a a day of penance. Don't forget that. Up next, the Bible with the barbers. We're going to have that up. If you can't get it on on the station you're listening to, get our free app. God bless.